You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Good day again. Welcome back to another episode of Time to Revive. My name is Mark Bird. I'm happy to be your host again this week with another exciting episode as we dive into evangelism and discipleship and all the things that go along with that. And currently, our series that we're diving into right now is called Fulfilling and Finishing the Great Commission. And those words may strike you. You probably heard at least a thousand sermons on fulfilling the Great Commission, but maybe not as many on finishing the Great Commission. And joining me as another special guest all the way from Indiana, which we commonly refer to as Indiana Bob. But Bob Ewart, welcome to the show today. Hi, Mark. It's good to be here. Bob, I appreciate you doing this. Bob is a uh, a 100% missionary evangelist, 100% in every sense of the word. And Bob and I have bounced a lot of things off of one another, prayed for one another a lot moving forward. And Bob has launched out recently in starting his own ministry in Indiana and beyond called Proclaim Ministries, Bob. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Bob, as we get rolling here, we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, this notion of evangelism being, you know, we're supposed to fulfill the Great Commission, Bob. We're supposed, we're called to do that. But when I added in, interestingly enough, I wanted to stir up some thought and I wanted to stir up some discussion about the word finishing. Bob, what in the world comes to your mind when you hear fulfilling and finishing the Great Commission? Well, that's interesting, Mark. I need to tell you a little bit of background story. When I first moved to Muncie, I was praying one day and God gave me a vision of a map of Indiana and he had me, showed me up with a compass and I put the point in Muncie and spun it on a circle within an hour of Muncie. And that hit Kokomo to Richmond, just to give people a rough idea, uh, Shelbyville to Bluffton, Indiana. In the vision, I was going back and forth to all these different cities, and I had no idea what it meant. And like many people, you get a prophecy or a vision, you don't know what it means, you stick it on the shelf. Well, in in December last year, I realized God brought it back to my memory, and I realized I'm going to all these cities constantly sharing the gospel. And I believe that There is a ramping up, there is a finishing of so many prophetic words and so many callings on people's life. Before we started this show, you were talking about the send. There's a group of 60,000 people in Kansas City this past weekend with a call to go to the nations. And interestingly, when I was 16 years old, I went to Illinois to InterVarsity Christian Fellowship event where there was about 30,000 of us And it was all about taking the gospel to the nations. And when you're 16, you don't have a clue what that means. And here I am at 63, 50 years later, and I've been to 16 countries. I've helped lead over 10,000 people to the Lord. And I see there's just such a momentum right now where the gospel is being preached. Uh, There's just so many places where revival is breaking out. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do. 
And I believe that we we will finish it because there's a, a type of evangelist out there now who's just super committed, but he's not fly by night. He's disciplined and he's really committed to Jesus and to character and sharing the gospel. That's so good, Bob. And, you know, I'm taken by the, the fact that we have to admit, obviously, no man knows the day nor the hour. You know, that's laid out in Scripture so clearly. And, in fact, Jesus mentioned that in Matthew 24. He talks about that, and he said, no one knows, not even the Son, only the Father. But what's interesting is what Jesus went on to expound about in Matthew 24 is he went on to expound about, you don't know the day or the hour exactly, but you'll know the signs of the times, Bob. So when we start to kind of talk that language, we kind of start to speak that way. People go, well, automatically, well, wait a minute. Well, how do you know that we're going to be able to finish the Great Commission? And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, Bob. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I don't know if I'm going to live to see the Great Commission finished, but I've got to live like I will. And here's what it boils down to. Bob, nobody knows the hour, but boy, I tell you, all you have to do is look around and be awake and alive today to see the signs coming that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 24 that would describe the end times. Bob, you want to share a little bit about that? you have any thoughts? The one thought I have is that I've always thought if, if the end is coming, a large part of that is the one world government. And now the United Nations blatantly in black and white on their website has a description of the one world government. And we've heard our leader and other countries' leaders openly say we need a one world government. So to me, that's a pretty clear sign that something's happening. And the bottom line for me always is, though, whatever God's called you to for, Mark, whatever he's called me to, we got to take care of our sphere of influence. I think God uses people in their sphere of influence. And just like that vision God gave me of an hour from months in every direction, I'm, I got responsibility to win the lost in my territory. And I'm claiming it, I'm driving it, I'm walking it, I'm sharing the gospel. And I know you're doing that in Ohio. That's your territory. And you're pushing in. I call it contending for our cities. When we do evangelism in a city, we're contending for the souls of those in the city. Bob, that is absolutely perfect. And you know, I was in a discussion recently, and this was with a group of pastors at the State House. Okay, I was in the Ohio State House recently, Bob, sitting in a round table discussing this with certain leaders, certain pastors across Ohio. And the topic came up about the laws and the things that are being passed right now or they're in the House and the Senate right now that are considering being passed. And you know, one of the pastors spoke up and it struck me so much, Bob. And he said to me, you know, when I sit down with my children and with my grandchildren, I have to be able to look them in the eye and say that this happened on my watch. Wow, Bob, does that yeah. speak to what you're saying right now? Right now, it doesn't yeah. matter what's going on. What matters is, Bob, are we about our father's business right now and contending, just like you said, I love it. We're contending 
for what God's called us to do. And we're responsible for it. And these things are happening, Bob, on our watch. But are we about our father's business, i.e. sharing the gospel and making disciples and working toward the finishing of the Great Commission? Amen. Amen. Sylvia and I, only four grandchildren, but we try to spend time with them and teach them about Jesus. And last summer, one of our granddaughters was eight years old. She got baptized in the spirit. And we were going every day with her this one week. We were doing evangelism every day. And she would she would uh, get in the car and she'd say, we got to pray in tongues, Grandpa. We got to win the loss tonight. And she's eight years old. And I hear people say, I don't want to have children. The world's too crazy. I can't have children. But God, somebody else said, God has placed destiny in these kids that are being born and are alive today, they're prepared. They were born. God knew what they would face. And I think they're they're more prepared. They have more faith. Jesus said we had to have faith like children. And my granddaughter is an example of, a, of an eight-year-old that's got faith. She sees healing miracles. She gets prophecies. She's eight years old. And, and what's going to happen? She's going to grow up and take the kingdom. We got to stay faithful and lead the way. Bob, I couldn't agree more. And you know, it's interesting. I, I'm glad that the conversation is going this way because a couple of testimonies that I want to share right now, backing up what you're saying, Bob, because first of all, this is happening in my own family. So my two youngest daughters, who my very youngest daughter got involved in Revive with us clear back when she was six years old. And I watched this girl lead people to the Lord at six years old. And yes, yeah. that's astounding. But, you know, here we are five, six years into it, Bob. And my daughters both came to us just a couple of months ago and they said, Dad, we're ready to do some mission trips, All right. like some overseas. And they came to me like this was not me saying this, right? This is what yeah. the Lord has put on their heart, because as you know, Bob, we're doing missions right here in our backyard, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same token, they were like, you know what? We want to experience that as well. So they came to us. My second testimony, Bob, which is totally amazing, we had a public school recently contact us, Bob, and this teacher said that we have an opportunity to share the gospel in a public school setting, and I'm not going to disclose the school, okay? But this teacher came and said, will you provide Bibles and wristbands and the materials to share the gospel with these students, Bob? And just this morning, I am pleased to announce I got a text back from the teacher, and she said 72 students said yes to Jesus Wow, that's just awesome. in the last two weeks here. That is awesome. And so, Bob, this is what it's all about. You know that we live to equip the saints, to equip the church, to equip Christians everywhere, train them and just give them a little bit of head start and give them the tools that they need to share the gospel. Bob, that's what it's all about, because we've got to be about our father's business. Amen. Well, since I left Time to Revive and started Proclaim Ministries, I've had invitations to different cities from individual churches and home groups, and I got six teams in six cities sharing the gospel, about half a dozen to a dozen people on every city, and they're going out several times a month, and we're taking these cities. We're, we're seeing God change lives, and it's, it's amazing. Just, just recently, we had a young woman who was on meth 
and really, really struggling. She had grown up in the church, but walked away, got involved in drugs. We prayed with her, God delivered her, and she's one of our evangelists now. She's on the street. She loves Jesus, and she she's amazing. God's going to really use her. She's, she's like maybe, maybe 30 years old and just on fire for Jesus. Yeah, Bob, and just like you sort of alluded to a few minutes ago, you were talking about, Bob, that there's this fire stirring, this thing happening nationwide that we are running into, Bob, where we're starting to see pockets of revival pop up everywhere across the country, which is beautiful. I tell you, for me personally, Bob, when I see and I hear those things, I can't help but have the joy of the Lord overcome my whole being because I'm like, I'm seeing it happen. And listen, it doesn't happen through me. I remember, Bob, when I was down on flat on my back with COVID, and I remember I was all anxious, like, Lord, here I am. I can't do anything. And the Lord said, listen, my child, there is plenty of ministry to go around. You will be back on your feet soon, and you will be able to get back into the harvest field. So, And I'm starting to see it, Bob, ever since then. It was about a year ago that was happening. And man, it is so refreshing to see the Spirit of God moving in the hearts of his people, and them getting out and sharing the gospel, and people coming to know Christ. Bob, I've I've personally witnessed scads of people that have gotten saved and that they have gotten baptized. We've been able to baptize them, lead them to the Lord, pray for them, all the things that you're doing as well, Bob. And it's just great to connect and say, hey, Bob, what's going on in Indiana? Let me tell you what's going on in Ohio, Bob. And we do yeah. this regularly, what? To encourage one another, to spur one another on to, to love and good works. And uh, it is just great to be able to have this time, Bob, to hear your heart, to hear your testimonies. What else is on your heart about finishing and fulfilling the Great Commission today, Bob? Uh I don't, I don't want to get political, but I just want to say this, that there was a movement across Canada of Canadian truckers that were honking in protest to the COVID rules. And I was watching this video and God laid it on my heart to go across Canada as much as I could and share the gospel. And this summer, I'm going to be doing that from basically Toronto to Winnipeg, which is about a 1,200-mile trip. Northern Canada has a lot of little towns. So there's only a gas station, maybe a dollar store. But every time we see one, we're going to stop and share the gospel. And uh, I'm excited about just just like Abraham claimed the land. I believe that part of contending for our cities and for our states is to just everywhere we go, we have an opportunity to share the gospel. And Sylvia retired last year and she's doing ministry with me full time. And it's so amazing to see her leading people to the Lord. And, and I, I never realized she was an evangelist, but she really, really got the heart of an evangelist. And it's so much fun to do that together. And it's something that God is doing everywhere we go. There's always an opportunity to share the gospel. And it's amazing how many times when you ask somebody, can I pray for you? And they just found out they got cancer or they've, they lost a baby and they're just grieving the loss or something else happened. And it's like God divinely sets up these encounters. And people are so eager, so eager to get saved. I I had two mothers recently at two different outreaches say, I'm glad you asked me. My kids have been 
asking me how to get saved and I didn't know what to tell them. And she's like, now I can go home and show them this Bible that you guys got and lead my kids to the Lord. And I just led her to the Lord and she's fired up to get her kids saved. So God is moving in beyond what's what we used to see. I don't think this is normal. I've been trying to do evangelism for years, but now we're seeing like a ripple effect happening in a faster pace than we've ever seen. It's so true. And uh, for the listeners that have tuned in, I'm with Bobby. We're from Proclaim Ministries today. And we're just sharing about all the good things God's doing in our midst. But significantly that Bob mentioned Canada is because, Bob, you're from Canada. And that's why you're being drawn home, kind of, so to speak. That's the significance of this. But I wanted to share a testimony that happened last week to me. And uh, this is a little bit of an admission as well. So I walked into a restaurant, I went to the counter and I ordered my food and I went back and sat down and the guy who waited on me at the counter, he, he came around out to the dining room and he said, um, I saw your shirt and I'll be honest with you. I wasn't sure what shirt I had on at the moment, Bob, but I looked down and it was my Revival Ohio shirt. And he said, I noticed that when you walked in and I said, oh, are you familiar with Revival Ohio? And he said, no, not at all. He goes, but when you turned around to get your drink, I saw the back of your shirt and it said, you know, that we are one church with one message taken to one life at a time. And he said, I got covered with chill bumps. And he said, I'm still covered with them now. And he said, because that's the message. That's the thing that we need in America. And this is the only reason I'm saying that Bob is not because of my shirt or because of me, but he came out and I said, listen, do you have five minutes that I can share what we do? And this is so amazing, Bob. So I walked through the gospel with this man. He was working And I asked for permission. He said, sure. He said yes to Jesus. He said, I've got two children at home. So I gave wristbands and cards to him for those children. And I said, son, you need to go home and share this with your children. And he began to weep, Bob. And this is not about me, but this is about the power of the Holy Spirit that drew that man to me through my shirt, you know, not even realizing it. But that's how hungry the people are for the gospel, Bob, and exactly what you're proclaiming. Right. I remember back in the 70s when I was younger and trying to share the gospel, and people would say, don't do that. You'll offend people. They don't want to hear that. And I think that's Satan's lie. People don't want to hear that. They want to hear. People are desperate. And as much as we hated COVID, it actually helped prepare people even more to put a hunger in them to know God, to know there's eternity, and know that they're safe. And I know it's more than getting people saved. It's about helping them to become godly people and living a godly life and discipling them. But they're hungry and they want it. Every week I run into people and they're just so thankful, so incredibly thankful. Bob, I can't let this episode conclude, though, without reading some scripture, because the listeners know, man, I'm all about the word and all that, too. And I'm taken to Luke chapter 14. And if you guys want to turn there, whatever, you might want to write it down and look at this later. But I'm going to share out of Luke 14, starting in verse 16. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. And he said to his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. 
but all with one accord began to make excuses. And the first said to him, I bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. And I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, master, it is done as you have commanded, and there is still room. I'm going to wrap up with verse 23 here. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Bob, this is exactly what we've been talking about today. There are lots of people who have lots of excuses why we can't share the gospel. But Bob, I think you and I would so agree that the time really is now. Amen. Like that's for sure. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, <laughs> you know? And, and what we're saying now is not, don't let all of these excuses stand in the way of fulfilling and finishing the great commission. And Bob, like you said, the fields are white unto harvest. They're whiter than they've ever been. Amen. Right. And all we have to do is go and love and share and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. That's right. It's so exciting. I wish more people would understand how much fun it is. Right. That's right. And Sylvia is learning that as well, Bob. And it's be I'm sure for you, it's beyond measure, Bob, how much joy you're getting seeing her share the gospel and seeing people respond. Yeah, it's great. Bob, you have any closing arguments for the day as we begin <laughs> to wrap this thing up? I guess I, if I have anything to say to believers, pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and be obedient. Whatever we need or want as believers, we need to really honor and really treasure the Holy Spirit. And he will lead you. Not everybody is as crazy an evangelist as you and me are, but there's people out there that are called. And we each need to do what we're called to do. And I know I, I see in the spirit, there's people right now that are listening and you're hearing my voice and you know, you know what you're called to do. And I challenge you to obey the Holy Spirit. I just feel like that's a word for a couple of people on here. Yeah. And we are so grateful that you once again chose to tune in and listen to us pour out our hearts and our pleas to go out into the highways and the hedges, just like Jesus told us, and compel folks to come into the marriage supper of the Lamb. Man, he is coming and he is gathering. And we need to be a part of this last end time harvest. Bob, thank you from the bottom of my heart for jumping in here with such short notice, but with your willing heart and for Proclaim Ministries to continue to go out and share the gospel and make disciples for Jesus Christ. Folks, tune in again next week. We'll have a new episode and you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Rise FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at risefmohio.com. The Rise FM Podcast Network.